0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vow and the Frog podcast. Today, we're going to be switching it up a little bit. I know I probably promised that uh, we're going to go on a whole confidence tangent and go into uh, some uh, better people, worse people, religions, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, That was what actually was the plan for this episode. But um, we kind of had this idea and switched last second and today we're going to be doing a test um not necessarily um to get a result uh the test we're doing at the moment is the political compass test uh which we might even link in the description if anyone wants to go and try it out uh but we're going to use the questions in order to maybe raise a little bit of a i guess in this case political debate between each other we kind of felt like we agreed a bit too much uh on the first three episodes so we need to bring a little bit of drama maybe maybe you get a new co-host by the next episode i don't know uh but yeah let me start off how i normally do though how have you been doing how has been the last few days since we recorded
1: i've been great yesterday I had my first football training session back on the pitch and as far as i've heard the world cup in qatar right now is very politically controversial so our episode is going to be very relevant
2: um i know that i have kind of dabbled
0: with this test before i don't remember whether there has been anything of that sort i'm pretty sure it's more a little bit more on the kind of financial authoritative government side although it might have had something to do with the political issues that have been discussed lately. Uh, but, I mean, I guess we'll just have to see, right? Yep. I mean, might as well just go ahead with it. I'm pretty sure it's quite long, so especially if we're discussing most of the topics, it'll take us a very long time. So let's just head on in. Um, how do you want to run it? Do you want to maybe like just Read out like the topic, and then maybe you can start answering. And then for the second one, we'll switch up and I'll go first.
1: Okay, so the first question being asked is if economic globalization is inevitable, it should primarily serve humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. And we have to choose one of four different options strongly disagree, disagree, agree. Or strongly agree. So let me think about it for a moment.
0: Uh, Just to basically, so we don't really have to explain every single time like you did now. uh, Those strongly agree, disagree, agree, and strongly agree will be uh, the overall options for all the questions. And these questions are separated into six different parts, um, roughly into some general themes and uh, we're just gonna yeah then be able to read up the question and you know how it kind of works
1: yep so my first answer is gonna be that i disagree with the statement because if i run one of those corporations i would much rather like my interests to be served and not the interest of humanity as as a whole because most of humanity is not really cannot really be qualified as good people and so I do not wish to serve anyone who does not have my exact interests or well-being in mind. And also, a bunch of the human- of humanity is just some loser- losers so I do not want to have anything with- to do with them.
2: Sounds,
0: I guess, one way to put it. Um, I mean, it does seem quite A bit ideological and maybe in very high expectations as far as human goes. I'm a little bit of a cynic when it comes to expecting humans not to be selfish and stuff like that. So I know that at least the instinct of most people, I think, would be okay. This is my company and it's about profit. Not that's why companies exist. And that's what their point is. What do you think about if I pose this as a question, though? Uh, because we know in some fields, some of the companies become so big and so synonymous with uh, the field they're in, uh, we sometimes even have a monopoly or basically have one. Um, in where the, that's the case, and we'll have something which is transnational and wouldn't really be able to be governed uh particularly well because of the fact that it's transnational, but would be a monopoly, so it would be the only option. Um then
2: wouldn't you want some sort of humanitarian look on that? Maybe if it was some extreme case but
1: Mm, yeah I'm kind of kind of starting to doubt myself here actually but I think yeah some I would much rather have some competition more like more like it not I would probably
2: mm. I
0: mean competition might exist in general but let me give you like a little example that just kind of sprang to mind if you take youtube for example um youtube is not the only video uploading streaming you know that sort of stuff uh, platform that you can be on but uh most definitely is the dominant one and it is a private owned company and it is a company that exists there uh in order to make profit um and the regulations and rules on the site are created by these owners and i have heard a lot of discussion about um regulation of basically freedom of speech on the platform and one would say that there needs to be specific rules a specific way of doing things and it should be fair to everyone they shouldn't be able to do whatever they want without actually maybe Depending on the situation, uh, they wouldn't basically be able to act out just on their own accord. Although, considering it is a privately owned company, which is led by specific people, technically, they are allowed to do whatever they want, and they would be able to remove someone without any notice or uh, reasoning or stuff like that. So. I would say this would be an somewhat of an appropriate, close-to-us topic, then you can kind of
2: look at it and see it in a perspective this way. Yeah, you've got a point here.
1: But I think that is just uh, the fact that some company might be so big that it will make a monopoly is more like more of an exception to the general rule i think so that should not really change my answer in terms of those four options i mean i agree that in your in your example there should be some competition and some altern- alternative to, alternative to youtube like there are in the moment and if you get banned on youtube you can get uh, another Platform on which to express your views and opinions.
0: no, but it is it is not necessarily it's not about the competition and whether monopoly is a good or a bad option. It's more than okay, in the in the example I gave, if you get banned, um, you should have basically some sort of right, or you would expect to, but and you would expect fair treatment which would normally be governed by the state but youtube has its own regulations and that's their own platform and technically they do not have to give you any sort of rights of that sense and they could silence you let's say or promote only stuff that the owners like and similar things and so it's not about whether or not there should be competition. It's just in because uh, especially in, in this question, we say it is is the economic globalization is inevitable. Again, if it is inevitable, it's in that situation where how it is, YouTube is this dominant force. Could it be aiming to serve humanity? And in this turn in, in the scenario, would be um try to be as fair as possible, or have the um shareholders and owners just be the running the company that they would run any other company and have full-on say and don't actually need to appease any sort of regulation on a fact of like humanitarian base
1: yeah i see what you mean well then i still hold my opinion because i would much rather be one of the shareholders than one of the users of youtube so i would aim for that and i will be in a very strong position that way
2: okay um i mean i'm not uh i think as as far as the answers being marked we can go
0: by all of your answers so like even though we're not really gonna look at the result uh maybe have like a conclusive one. Because it will get a bit difficult to if I answer some of them and you do some of the others or some sort of aim for an average. Let's just mark your answers so keep the disagree there, and then we're gonna swiftly move to the second question. I'd always support my country, whether it was right or wrong. I mean, me personally, I would not. I am in no way a patriot or a nationalist. I don't really see myself much of a citizen of any particular country. I mean, obviously, on the legislation basis, I do have some countries that I can claim citizenship in and others that I can't. But overall, especially nowadays with how easy movement is, I think that most people are as far away from nationalists as they can be and have turned more into citizens of the world. And internet has played a very big role in that. But even if that was not the case, we the years back a little bit, um, blindly supporting the country, no matter if right or wrong, morally doesn't sound, I don't particularly understand. I see, I I can picture someone believing in a cause so much that um, they would be blind to phone doing and stuff like that but i'd say in my case and honestly in any case i would say that that would be a statement i disagree with
2: i would go i would
1: go with the same here well uh, apart from the case that if i have my own country then obviously i would choose stronger agree but since at the moment that is not the case i would also go with disagree i mean i defend my country when i argue with some people about, let's say, football or I don't know, quality of food and stuff like that. I defend my country in a lot of arguments, but if let's say my country starts a war and starts killing people, and I do not really agree with this war and something like that, then I would not agree at all with my country and actually be against it. So I would also choose disagree.
0: And from the um, when when you mentioned if you were if it was your country. If you're going to be making the decisions, even if um, in the eye of the public, they might be wrong, since you are making them, you would see them as right. So that wouldn't even apply to that situation. So it wouldn't matter.
2: Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We can say so. Okay. let's.
0: I mean, I think there's nothing to argue there since we kind of agreed very quickly on it. So we can move on to the third one.
1: No one chooses their country of birth, so it's foolish to be proud of it. Well, I mean, uh, I I don't think that's... I would tend to disagree because I'm proud of the country I'm born in. And I suppose people who are born in, let's say, Rome, for example, can be proud that they're born in a city which hosted the Roman Empire for almost a thousand years or so. So I think it is if you're proud of your ancestry, then you will have some type of positive mind mindset on you which can only help you achieve great things. For example, each king, when they were young and they were told you are going to be one day the ruler, the ruler of this great, great empire, you should be proud that you have the chance to do so. They get this mentality installed in them from a very young age, and that is how they go on and achieve great things. So I think I think it's okay to be proud of it, but if your whole life depends on that, then it's kind of stupid. I mean, if you go around around everyone and brag that you are, let's say, born in country X, and that is why you deserve to have a higher salary or any other privileges, that is stupid but I do not think it's foolish to be part of your country of birth, so I would say I disagree with the statement.
0: Um, I don't particularly like the wording of the questions.
2: Um, um, the word foolish where they... Be, cause if they would have said something as unjustified or unreasonable, I would say so because as far
0: as Pragmatically, logic is concerned. this does not make sense. um it does not make sense for you to be born in a random country and be proud of something that happened like five hundred years ago. It has nothing to do with you. You haven't actually been part of it in any way. No one you know has been part of it um I see, I mean, I understand it maybe from a cultural point of view where uh, you can claim that culture and so in you're proud in the progress that made that it made through the years and stuff like that, and you're proud of what has happened in order to get the society within this culture to where it is now and allow you to be part of it and experience it in the way you do. Because of that. So overall, I just know logically this argument doesn't particularly make much sense, but I can justify it. So just because of the way they worded it, and I wouldn't call
2: it foolish. So I would have to also disagree, although on a technicality there. I mean, again,
0: uh, would you. Would you argue against me that, overall, it's not the most reasonable thing as far as logic comes?
1: Yes, yeah, as far as logic, yes, but if I was a Spartan and I want to become a warrior, I would be proud that I'm a Spartan and I would do everything to defend Sparta and fight like a Asian Spartan warrior. So in that sense, I'm going to be kind of, I'm going to be proud and i don't think it's that foolish because it will help me perform better
0: sure, but maybe that's if you're like fighting in the moment but let's say part just won a great war and you are born let's say 10 years after that and then you uh hear all over the place all these stories from all your friends and family about how great Sparta was in this war that uh, was pre your time, would you be proud of your country for that war? Or not would you, but um, do you agree with me that logically it wouldn't necessarily make sense for you to be proud of that war?
1: If there's a pure logic, yes, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be very smart.
0: Okay. So that was kind of my point, but then again, I mean, I agreed with you on the answer because of um, what the actual question is, but I did want to get that point across. Our race has many superior qualities compared with other races. Oh, that's interesting. Superior qualities is one of the topics that we just passed upon talking about and would move on to our next episode. But even though. I am, if someone wants to make the argument for superior quality is existing, I in no way see how anyone can make a point that that would be depending on race. So me personally, here I would have to strongly disagree because I, I don't see anything that depends on race, where, which you can, I mean, first of all, there is not much as far as qualities in general that I think
2: is separated specifically by race, let alone superior ones Well, for my answer, since I'm a white
1: male, I can from the point of the point of whether any race is more intelligent than the other. I will disagree with that statement, because I know a lot of smart and dumb people from pretty much every race. and But in terms of physical qualities, I think that some races have, have qualities which others do not. For example, a lot, of, a lot of athletes, let's say in the NBA, are black people. Also, a lot of long-distance runners are always African, from Kenya or from Uganda and so on. So I think there are some qualities which some races have over over another. I mean, I'm not saying that there are not, and there there aren't white NBA players or long distance runners, but they are certainly not that much. They are not a majority, and I think it's far more likely for from a Kenyan to become a a marathon runner than from a uh, random white men so i would choose i would choose strongly disagree also but only because i'm a white person if i was black i would probably say disagree because of the physical qualities and attributes
2: superior qualities here being the wording um i would
0: i mean i don't i didn't even look at it that way necessarily I would question the statistics behind the argument
2: uh
0: but wouldn't go as far as actually questioning it since i don't have a counter statistic there uh but yeah superior qualities i would say we would have to like having a quality uh where which is not possessed by a certain race and it is by others and i don't think even if you uh get your argument and put it on the table uh looking at that we'll have maybe maybe statistically one race would be dominating in a certain sport let's say i wouldn't necessarily say that that would be a like that doesn't sound to me
2: like the example of a superior quality over another race well i certainly consider it i mean it it's certain it is something which
1: one race is superior than the other at. for example
2: long distance running
0: but wouldn't that be skewed to that, that much of an extent that we're talking, maybe uh, the top five might all be black. But then after that, it's so mixed that you can't really grasp any statistic on it.
1: No, no, no. I think it's much more than the top top five.
0: No, I'm uh, first of all. I'm not talking specifically about long distance running, and again, um, not by saying
2: top five. I'm not actually referring to top five, but basically, if you say like it is a very, it's an argument
0: which is a lot more nuanced. I would say because okay, one example of let's say uh, predominantly you would have when violence occurs, let's say, and the crimes are being done, you would have, you would say probably that, let's say, men are the more violent ones and then they're most definitely, uh, statistically, have been proven as far as the furthest degree of violence you can get, that would be basically nearly only male. But then once you get away from that, Kind of extreme after that, you get uh, something which is incredibly mixed, and then so, can you base a statistical superiority between two
2: groups based on an outlier in the sense? Well, probably not that, not that much, but I still think it exists. I mean, the, the
0: outlier might, but what I'm saying is if the
2: best of the best happened to be from one race, but then and anything after best of the best is mixed, is that
0: proof of one of the races in general being better than the other one?
1: In that specific quality, yes, because as we discussed in our first episode, I think talent comes only after everyone has worked hard and then you're separated by talent and talent is something which is naturally given to you. So in that case, if all of the, let's say the 95%, which are not, not the elite tier you talked about, they are simply, we will consider that they have not worked hard. They are lazy for that discipline or sport specifically. And then only the talent comes as the main differentiator. And since one race is superior at this particular quality, then that gives us an enough basis on which to say that this race is better than the other at that.
0: I don't necessarily think that what you said here really actually touched on what i was trying to ask you since i don't see what work and talent has to do at all with this i mean it's okay let's let's uh i'm gonna try to uh how can i maybe somewhere where okay let's take work away from it let's say that the that what we're judging two groups on would be is there is one of the two groups superior to the other one when it comes to possessing talent
2: in field X and in this field X you put all uh, people from both groups
0: on the uh, talent scale and there you would see that the uh, top two three percent whatever of this combined chart will be from one of the groups but then at the same time maybe the bottom eight percent are also all from the same group so can we say because like statistically speaking there is a higher chance of a 95 percentile talent in the field from
2: one of the two groups does that make the entire group superior than the other in your
1: example i would more likely say no
0: well isn't it the same case in racing though um since maybe like let's say the first again when i say five you can take it as a maybe just because it's kind of I I can say five thousand or five, and it's the same argument. Basically, let's say let's say there there's only hundred people who compete in long distance running. If the first five are from one race, and then the sixth person so is from the other one, and this sixth person, it's a let's say the split is fifty-fifty, and there's fifty runners from one race and fifty from the other, this the uh, be- best person from the second race is better than 45 of the uh, runners from the other race, but worse than five of them. H- uh, to me, that wouldn't show a superior, full-on superiority from one of the races to the other.
2: In your
1: example, yes, I agree with you. But I think that in reality, in terms of physical qualities, at least the numbers are not not what you said. They are a lot more skewed towards the black people.
2: Physical quality in general
0: would be something very hard to. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't think we're getting anywhere with this. Um, you did say that you dis strongly disagree even though uh, what you're defending there. So, I mean, might as well move on. I don't think we're going to get anywhere. So if you want, you can just get the fifth one.
2: Okay.
1: The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So I would would either strongly disagree or disagree with that statement. I would probably disagree because if i was a mafia boss and i was fighting a war against another mafia boss and there was also a third mafia boss which was an enemy with the ones i'm fighting with they're more likely not my friend because they are we are also fighting for for the same for the same places for the same territorial dominance so in that case they're not my friend but sometimes they can also be my friend in terms of competition on the market and stuff like even even in sports sometimes uh you always see one team trying to win so another team, team can benefit and so i would choose the disagree option
0: um i would say that um I mean, me personally, also I also disagree. But it's not more of a like. It's not that I would say the. It's interesting the way you decided to go about it. Is okay if the statement is this. If I find an example where this is wrong, then the same is wrong. Yeah, logically, I think that's how you should do it. But even anyway, in general, I'd say enemy of my enemy is my friend is a possible situation to occur but i would think you need a very specific environment
2: and basically circumstances in order for it to occur i would be pretty like sure to say that overall most situations this wouldn't work out so i would go strongly disagree there Okay. Okay, I guess we, um, this one was again a quick one, which is
0: good, because we did take quite a long while on the fourth. Let's see what number six is having for us. Military action that defies international law
2: is sometimes justified. Um, international law is a very somewhat It's a questionable thing to go on about since, well, international law would be decided upon by the members
0: of a certain organization and we might need to apply it in a situation where one of the countries participating in the situation isn't a part of that organization and so like who is to say that they should be abiding by those laws to be fair but even if we take that aside if we're talking about um maybe two countries that have signed upon a law of some sort would is it justified sometimes i mean i would assume like at least first two that comes to mind sort of international law breaking situation that I can think of is more of a maybe starting a war with a certain country or any general military action. And I would say it's very hard in today's climate since society has kind of moved on away from it, even though we know, let's say, kind of what's happening currently with the whole. Uh, Russia and Ukraine situation, we are having something similar, um,
2: and can it be justified? I would say so because of historical factors. Um,
0: a historical factor can be um, a big play a big part in a decision like this, and there might be, like in that situation, we might have a some sort of. Um, let's say someone made a promise of a sort and there has been some um, document signed at a date
2: which is pre the international law being decided upon. And then
0: if you break your commitment or promise or whatever it is that you had in that contract, there
2: um as far as law in general is concerned um that could be i mean we
0: are regulating by what the laws are at the moment but the contract being signed before the law is it should regulate it, without the new law in place if you add a new law after that would not wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able let's say to imprison somebody for something that was not illegal when they did it but um uh, let's say in the time between the charge being discussed and the actual trial it became illegal uh, in a court of law that wouldn't be a thing And so that would apply to international law as well. And in a case like this, then uh, technically defining that law would be justified. Uh, But that's kind of a very specific situation. And I think any other examples I give would be somewhat specific. So I would
2: uh, probably go for just agree.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I would go for agree also, but mainly because... If I'm fighting a war, I would not care about any international law, I would just want to win the war. So, for me, it's going to be justified.
2: Hmm. Okay, and the last one for this page, you get the honors. There is now a worrying fusion of
1: information and entertainment. Well, there is definitely a fusion of information and entertainment but i do not think it's that worrying for me it's not worrying so i would go for for disagree here
0: it is a very slippery slope of a sort where i mean technically it is up to the person to be able to regulate um in what way they're taking in information and from what sorts of sources And they're expected to be able to filter them out themselves. Although, especially nowadays, a lot of stuff that is just being thrown online, stuff like on Twitter and um, other sort of media platforms, would reach a lot more people than news would, especially people from their
2: younger generations. And that sort of unfiltered content. I would easily see
0: how it might be a problem of sort. Um, But that's only if we do assume that people in general are not able to distinguish themselves what good and bad and worthwhile information is.
2: But then the other option of this is just to govern it and have the state
0: kind of rule over the information stream that reaches people and the content is being put out in general uh which i would be against so on that basis i would have to so it stated that it is a worrying fusion i would say it is not since that would actually allow for more freedom of speech
1: you should also note that throughout human history, basically, you can argue that there has always been a worrying fusion information of entertainment because there, is, there was always propaganda because the king does not want the peasants to think for themselves and he basically installs their thoughts in their mind in order for them to serve him better.
0: I mean, that's in the case where the media is basically
2: the fourth power, right? And most of the old school um,
0: media outlets such as different magazines, newspapers and stuff like that are uh, like a lot of political figures and stuff like that would have a power over them and there would be there, like there will be propaganda in most and you can see very easily normally whether a media platform is let's say left or right wing and so i would say something less governed like the internet is does have dangers which should definitely be pointed out since you can't really trust people to be the best judges but would let a lot more opinions be in the mix and that's normally how you get to where you need to by having a lot of different opinions uh, being debated and one
2: maybe kind of prevailing at the end.
1: Okay, so we're done with the f- first page and let's go to the next one.
0: People are ultimately divided more by class than by
2: nationality. um Nowadays, especially, I would say more so than not. Back in the day,
0: um, everything was a lot more separated. But as I mentioned a bit before about the internet having a very huge role in stuff like this, I think that would definitely translate into a topic of, uh,
2: that we are having here. And there will be basically, there's still division,
0: there's still culture as part of stuff, but I would say it wouldn't necessarily be a nationality difference. It might be on a more, on a larger scale, let's say as far as a continent is concerned, or maybe just a general region. within a a continent, but I would argue that a few countries that are in very close proximity would most likely have a very similar uh, way of thinking, developing, and basically just in a cultural sense, a lot will be present to be the same. And so with that being the case, I would definitely say that there will be um, a lot more division which can be seen to fall within the same parameters for different nationalities and so the statement would be truthful as far as my view of it is concerned
2: yeah, I fully
1: agree with you. So I choose the answer agree because there is some still some division by nationality. And the next one, controlling inflation is more important than controlling unemployment.
0: Now we're getting into some financial specifics, which get a bit less common sense and a bit more techie, which.
1: I have have absolutely no idea how economics works but
2: I mean controlling the percent of inflation um, okay so
0: controlling it as far as finance is concerned I wouldn't be the person to ask about what the ways of controlling inflation are but the consequences of uh, controlling it, we can surely be able to discuss a lot more freely. And then, even more so, when it comes to controlling unemployment, because then we have percentage of unemployment uh, and its impact. I mean, let me, okay, let's, I think we would try to kind of impact it together. Uh, let me give you a question on this way. How much of a difference do you think that the percentage of unemployment makes to a society? And do take in mind that we're most likely talking 4.5
2: against 4.9% and not anything bigger than this? Well... If there are lots of unemployed people, then
1: I suppose these people are not that rich. I mean, they're kind of poor. So they probably do not contribute a lot to our capitalistic society. And so that means that the products our countries and companies are making are not supported that much. And also if these unemployed people were employed in some job, let's say, then they would directly contribute to the production. I mean, they would make the products and all the everything. So they kind of damage the economy by two different things with two different things. So I think that that's what, what's the worst about
2: unemployment. It would definitely be a factor when it comes to that, um, whether, cause
0: you can see a lot of times in different fields, you have not enough workforce, or maybe at some point you have, you well, I would say most of the time you wouldn't have enough workforce, then we can we can most definitely have the argument of whether that's because it's just um a lot of people trying to make money from a lot of companies, needing a lot of staff, and the world would not notice in any way if a lot of those companies disappear. That's a separate argument for by like but then overall basically a higher percentage of unemployment. Um would mean a lot of these businesses would uh, be struggling For as far as staff is concerned. That is for sure true. And then uh, as far as taxes are concerned, that's, I would say, a reason of, let's say, why education is the way it is and why you're pushed into uh, getting a degree and getting a job. In order for um, you to make a salary which is good enough, first of all, and get you know, just in being in that position, helping the society in general by just working, but also making sure you're in a situation where you will be paying the taxes, and so the country will be profiting off of you and you being something that the country has invested in to begin with and so um i mean considering we do have to relate to controlling inflation um inflation would well we've seen the impact of inflation um in countries where we would have sudden rises um it would cause um, the uh, a lot of the prices to go up, which would definitely hit uh, the uh, poorer people in the country, uh, and then you wouldn't necessarily, as far as my experience and me working, you of course when inflation happens, um, the prices go up but then the salaries also do problem is whenever this percentage is high it's very hard or in some cases companies might not be necessarily willing to match the jump of the prices um with a raise of the salaries and then we would have a situation where stuff is going to proportionally be um, going higher than um, the income of families and I would see this me personally I see this as a considering inflation is going to hit more of a in, with a first hand uh, sort of way to it uh, to the people and then unemployment in general i would say might be more might have more of an impact when it come when the country as a whole is concerned but not so much on the individual i would then be prone to argue that controlling inflation is the more important of the two here
1: your argument about this proportion convinced me here so i would go with agree because i've also experienced that kind of firsthand, so,
2: yeah.
0: And now we, the thing is very good that no one actually listens to us. Otherwise we would be having someone like, you don't even know what inflation is and all that kind of sort of comments, but we don't. So we're trying our best though. We're trying our best to make some some sense, I guess. Okay. Um, because corporations cannot be trusted to voluntarily protect the environment they require regulation. Um well okay protecting the environment environment in this case environment is
2: um a possession of the state technically and is a in a sense a right of the people, Um, I would say that
0: environmental regulations make a lot of sense and are necessary. And is it because they can't be trusted? I would say that that isn't even an argument, even if they could or they cannot be. I think that this would be something that the state in general should be looking into and considering regulations as such would be overall present for all corporations and it's not a specific thing that targets anyone I most definitely would agree that they are required
1: I would actually go for the strongly agree option because if I ran a corporation I
2: would not care about the environment if that maximizes my profits. Hmm. Well, you probably shouldn't have admitted that on tax, on you know.
0: But well, okay. I mean, you you've already said some very strong things, and to be fair, most of those would be would would have been considered sort of similar to this. So I guess we're keeping yourself consistent, we can see that you're being truthful, which which is important.
1: And the next one. From each according to his ability to each according to his need is a fundamentally good idea. I strongly disagree with that statement because, first of all, you do not know what you really need. People do not know what they really need, in my opinion. And... Even if they do, they have to earn it. For example, if I'm hungry and I do not have any food to eat, I should do something to get that food, be it find a job to get money or climb a high tree tree and uh, get myself an apple or or something like that. I should make the effort to get what I need and that will, will actually make me feel better. So I strongly disagree with that statement, especially also because from each according to his his ability i do not not i do not want to waste my talents and my work for some guy who just sits there and claims that he needs something or even if he needs it he should do it himself and i should reap all the benefits of my own work for myself
2: Mm. um no I, i do agree
0: with you i would also disagree with the statement um,
2: I would probably go for disagree instead of strongly disagree. Um, since we're basically questioning whether it's a good idea. Um in this case, um,
0: that would be kind of sort of, kind of tough to determine since I think you would need to put it in place and uh, witness it actually develop. um from which according to his ability that part i definitely see as the one which makes less sense to me where um i don't necessarily i mean i guess this would kind of fall when it comes to taxes and uh raising the taxes for the rich um where it will be since you're making more money you are you're able to live off less than what you have and you should be giving back to the community and stuff like that and so the tax should be higher um but which i'm personally against to an extent uh proportionately the more you having more being having more taxes then yeah fundamentally that makes sense but um to a certain extent um i know that in like California, you have something crazy like a 60% tax or something of the sort, which is, I find ridiculous and don't think like basically getting into that position
2: and working as hard as you need to, to get there. Although, of course, handouts are a thing, but in the general sense, You've
0: earned in some way to be in that position. And
2: I don't think that makes you in any way um, somewhat of a... How how can I put it? You don't... You could give back. But
0: I think that should be more of a decision you probably should make and that would show your qualities as a human, but it should not be something that is forced upon you. I think forcing some sort of, in this case, kind of a good deed type of situation would fundamentally take away from it. So there is where I think my disagreement would come from. Then
2: to each according to his need, that I think is the um more argument where i would be prone to i could be swayed to
0: agree there that's the positive of the argument um just on the basis that a country one of the things it needs to do is um kind of at least provide you know provide protection and um provide opportunity for all the citizens and in this sort of case what if someone needs a specific need i would say that the government as the responsible body um may not necessarily be able to do everything or in every single case be able to help but um they are there to try to do it
2: at least and so i would say i w- would i would I would tend to agree that we should
0: be aiming towards to each according to the need, but that should not be it shouldn't be coming um uh, to the detriment of uh, the more able
2: per se, and so i would for me personally I would go for disagree there. Okay so the next question the freer the market the freer the people
1: I think I think that's true I mean if you regulate the market I think as far as I know let's let's look at some communist countries like Bulgaria we were communist and we weren't exactly free or these are at least the stories I've heard from my father so, and also, if you regulate if you regulate the market by the word "regulate" kind of implies that you're not really free because you do not have the option to buy whatever you want or how or as much of what you want. So, yeah, I agree with the statement.:
2: In overall,
0: mm-hmm. regulations would be in place in general, just by how society is, the way you're born there, you come with regulations instilled in you as a person. Um, so you can't be fully free. Um, as far as whether you would gain further freedom when it comes to the market being having less regulations over it, Um, that would definitely be the case as far as maybe situation where you are in the position of a seller on the market, um, being able to do more definitely applies to that situation. As far as when, if you are the customer, um, you can make the argument that less regulation would mean less protection and then with you not being in such a protected environment that would lessen your freedom. Um, but again, that I think turns into a bit of an, again, it is very much a seller versus
2: um, buyer type of situation. But then, can I think of an ar- okay, let
0: Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think there is a situation where you can be um, uh, the seller of a product, and you would benefit from or do you think there's dangers to you as a
2: seller because there is no regulations in place as far as the market is concerned Well, I would certainly fear that some company,
1: let's look at Apple, for example, when their iPhones and. Uh, products in general they're kind of always monopolizing the market I mean if you if I start a smartphone company let's say I definitely will not be able to sell that many phones and if there was some regulation that it the iPhone the phone should be distributed uh, by some rule let's say I would probably sell
2: more that way well okay but this is i think uh, a
0: little bit too much of a monetary sense to look at it um
2: but then that i don't i don't think what you said makes you freer and like do you see what i mean not exactly okay so basically your argument was I might be
0: able to achieve more with in a if I'm coming into a competitive environment if regulations are in place I would be able to achieve more but this then that's very specific to just you being in a competitive environment as the underdog your your the same argument you're giving if you are Apple, would if if, let's say your argument is true, Apple would then be less free by this sort of market, no?
2: Absolutely, yeah. And so if we're talking more overall, um, it is... Okay, so here I'm just struggling with when it comes to free, I'm thinking if
0: you remove regulations, regulations would be in place um, in order for some things to not be possible. And this would mean that um, if we have n number of possibilities of occurrences on the market, the more regulations you have. Obviously, the the number of the possible ones to occur in that sort of market would shrink. And in this way, you would say, sure, then no regulations means further freedom. Or by further freedom, you're basically talking about going closer to anarchy.
2: But then the way I uh, pointed out freedom from the beginning as freedom... When it
0: comes to being served a protective environment of a sort where there is um the feeling maybe of freedom is present, and um this safety provides you um, a easier way of maneuvering and um, not having to filter through the these different options of occurrences which of the two would you say is the freer we're looking for or if both would come under the hat of three which do you think would be the more prominent one and so the one we should
2: be leaning to base our answer on i didn't necessarily understand your question Did you understand my point about
0: the two types of freedom?
1: Well, not exactly.
0: Okay. So let me try to reiterate it then. Um, What I said was I'm kind of seeing two different ways to um, picture what free is when it comes to a market. You can go from a more logical sense and kind of put math into it where that would mean on a market let's say there is a an infinite number of occurrences that might happen within a market and of course a regulation means you cut off some of those options and so in this first sense that would mean regulations result in less options and so less freedom
2: you got that one right yeah okay and then the second one i was saying it was let's say
0: um as i was saying is the example at the very beginning you're in the form of a customer in this market and then um let's say um there is regulations in place uh, put by the state, uh, which are there in order to protect you in a way, um, and that could come in the form of regulations, which um, are concerned about maybe the quality of the products or a cutoff point, uh, maybe like price ranges, basically where a certain product cannot go. Infinitely higher and higher, or something like this.
2: And in those cases, because the regulations are in place, people would have more
0: freedom. um, In the case of basically, I do not need to worry in a sense about the environment, since the environment is fundamentally. Pre, um given to me in a safe and protective way, and so I have received full freedom within the limitations of this environment, which is which is limited, but it is limited in a way which is meaning to provide as much of a freedom as possible within it.
1: Uh, I understood. And you're asking, which of the two types of free are we talking about?
0: Or, because I am probably, I'm assuming technically it, it would be a combination of the two. So I was asking, which of the two do you think is the one we're talking about? Or, if both come under the term free, then... Considering they both exist, which one would be the predominant one
2: when it comes to making the decision on the answer of the question? At least I was thinking. At
1: least I was thinking about the first one when I answered the question, and for the second one,
0: what did you ask again? Just as far as the second one is concerned or overall? No, no, the the second question. Uh... Uh, So what I asked was basically, okay, first of all, let's get this off the way. This is the easiest one to give you. Do you agree that both of the types of free that I pointed out do exist? Yeah, yeah. And so do you also think that the, both can
2: exist simultaneously. I'm not, mean, I'm not sure about that one. So basically, freedom, well, it is the first one was um, talking more about
0: a certain degree of freedom. So you would have, depending on the regulations, you would have a certain amount of freedom, which is less than, but then here we're getting, we're talking about freer, and just by the wording of the question, that would pose that the degrees of freedom exist. And so if degrees of freedom exist, that would mean that for both free freedoms we pointed out, in every single situation, we would be able to point out what is the degree of freedom one or freedom two in this current situation. And in this way, they, in
2: in a different degree, but in definite form as an idea, would exist in any given market. Do you see what I mean? Not at all. I mean, you're talking too complicated.
1: I I have absolutely no idea what did you, what did you mean? I mean, I got the two types of free free you talked about, but I mean, I think you did too much in the question for me. I answered agree, and in the sense, that in the sense of the first type of free you uh, explained. <laughs> sure.
2: Um, well, because I think one of those is um, very logic based
0: but more on a plane of very theoretical logic. Um, I probably would agree that in practice, I would see the second maybe having a bit of an edge. And so even though I am very conflicted on whether to go agree or disagree, that it, I'm definitely not going for any strong opinions here. Um, i would say that i disagree with this since i don't think this even if it is true i don't think it is a fundamental sort of truth and it might be just in particular cases but anyway i i think we confused you enough with this one so uh let's just get on to the next because we are still like halfway through second and i think we've been going for about an hour at least already, so that might need to be split into a few episodes, we'll see. Okay. um, uh, next one is, it's a sad reflection on our society that something as basic as drinking water is now a bottled, branded, customer product. Uh, not customer, consumer product. Yes.
2: Um, It's a sad reflection. Um... Well, when it comes to water,
0: water is free, right? You only pay for the bottles and bottling. Um, And so I would say you're paying for the service of being... Because if you go to... There is ways of occurring water without having to pay for it. And also in a lot of countries, when you buy water, you can return the bottle after for money. But then, just in general, here you're not paying for water, you're paying for the service of being able to buy a bottle of water and the production of the bottle of water. So I would, even though I see where the statement comes from, I would say that it is not a sad reflection of the society and it actually makes sense. Would you agree with me on that?
1: yeah absolutely. And also if you we look at the historical point of view, it, throughout the whole of human history, there has been kind of a tax on water be it that some soldiers of one tribe are gu- guarding the lake against other tribe and are really protecting it in order to for the other tribe not to drink water because if they do if they do so, they would the the second tribe they would kinda of develop without paying any sort of any sort of a tax so you always have interest to tax water if you own the water. That's just normal. So I think it has always happened. So at least as a reflection we cannot look back to say that before it was better.
2: So I would go with probably strongly disagree. Yeah.
0: I mean, um, as far as what you said, though, I just want to kind of point out that um, here we do have this um, water, just the water in general, no one necessarily owns water in the case where the way international relations are in the present day in most situations, we wouldn't have this sort of um, the scenario which you pointed out, I know you used it just in uh, a way to say um, sad reflection would kind of point you towards saying oh, look how society has become worse than what it was before, but you pointed out well, it was just as bad before but in a different way so in this way of arguing that makes sense, but then uh, definitely that shouldn't be taken as a... Basically, I w- just wanted to point, uh, point out that why you gave that example and not that uh, we are referring to... Because currently be, uh, will be that would be saying well, the state let's say owns the water, so it should tax it. No, it was... Do, uh, did I actually reiterate your statement correctly there?
2: Kind
1: of yes, but also I think that Uh, water is kind of owned because you know the cleaning stations when there comes muddy and dirty water, and they clean it. Whoever owns the company or the facilities that clean that, which clean that water, they also own the water because they make
2: clean water. Um, I would have to check that, but I I doubt they have any actual lawful right
0: over the water I assume they there is a some sort of contract with the government in place where they get funding and stuff for doing the stuff like they're getting paid for the service to be the ones to clean the water but I don't even know that whether something like this would be a private company it is very much possible that it might be a state-owned company because that would make sense to me considering it's a natural resource on the land of the country i i don't know i i don't know this but i'll be inter- it'll be interesting for me to check for sure whether you can just start a water filtration company and just put something random somewhere i'm pretty sure these are state-owned
1: yeah it would be interesting interesting to check it also should depend on the country because what happens if i collect the rain and then clean the water or somehow make it drinkable and then sell it that's an interesting opportunity to explore
0: again i don't think you'll be owning the water in any way um I think it will be the same case where whenever you're buying... Because this is for sure the case when you're buying water at the store, you're not paying for the water. The water is free. And water, uh, in this case, is, is free. But then you, we know that you know you pay water bills. And I'm pretty sure those water bills are what goes towards
2: these companies that would be the ones to trade the water. But anyway, it's I
0: kind of forgot what the question was it's necessarily. Oh, it's reflection. Yeah. Uh, so you do agree
2: with me that you agree to disagree like I would. Yes. Okay. And then the next one
0: would be uh, whether land shouldn't be a commodity to be bought or sold
1: for me personally i strongly disagree with that opinion if i'm rich i want to have land wherever and whenever
2: i want so i disagree with that and what, well, the, the, it's very it's very interesting to
0: see the way you think because on most of these um you've seen basically you've seen in the current example the. How can a in what position should a person be to make the most out of the situation? And you say, I want to have the opportunity to achieve this position and be able to profit as much as possible. Absolutely. (laughs) Um the other what's the other option? The land being state-owned and then lent to the people? And stuff like this. Um, well, I I would disagree personally. I think being able to overall buy and sell, and in the same way, banks and states and everything like that, they still are part of this
2: market. And I would I would see and in the, like it makes sense if you have is if you
0: have a certain land somewhere and you don't need it. And someone else does, it kinda of makes a lot of sense to be able to do some sort of transaction between the two of you without having to get the state involved in this particular manner. So I would say that it should be a commodity to be bought and sold. I don't necessarily see much of a
2: basically you don't I don't see how society would lose in any way from that being the case.
1: Okay, on to the next one. It is regrettable that many personal fortunes are made by people who simply manipulate money and contribute nothing to their society. Well, I would also strongly disagree with that statement because if you if you have not done enough to impact your personal f- fortune, then you're kind of a loser and the other guys who managed to get out of their worst situation presumably are have simply deserved everything so I strongly disagree I think that everyone is able to impact their personal fortune their personal state of mind and if they had, have chosen not to do so that's just bad for them and the others have nothing to, to do with it because Everyone would, I think everyone would love to have a lot of money and some guys have simply done what it takes and others have chosen not to.
2: Well, um, well, most definitely being able to manipulate money
0: is most, is most definitely the best way or to actually make money. So...
2: I would say it's more of a fact that can't really be worked around. It's just how
0: things would naturally fall in place to me. So in this case, uh, it it would be out of the question to call it regrettable, since it's inescapable. Uh, but I, w- I can see from a social standpoint, if you say that. Um, Then the people who do acquire the fortunes um, by manipulating money don't themselves then decide to contribute to society in any sort of way. I think that might peak on society in general in a quite negative um, way, uh, considering we wouldn't have built the society to have these values and wants to help and um it would look very selfish and basically what i'm saying is for sure there shouldn't be something that tells you again i made this similar point i think before you there shouldn't be anything that says you should help it should be more of a you decide to help and that's what basically makes it good um which again doesn't change anything, since I would say it is not regrettable since to me it is inescapable.
2: do you do you, uh, do you also think that it is inescapable, or do you think I'm making a mistake there? It is kind of in-
1: inescapable, yes, and I also liked your point about basically you don you do, you donate to society, you donate to society if you feel like it. That's why a lot of people donate to some charity or even start their own charity organizations.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a lot more value to it when you uh Aaron made like basically uh, giving a lot of taxes back is just I don't it doesn't seem particularly virtuous since it is okay they made me do it and that's what I did. That's just what I had to. Uh in the case where um you can have your taxes written off, if you give money to charity, let's say at the end of the year, you need to pay 10,000 in taxes. If you declare that you have given 10,000 to charity, uh, you wouldn't need to pay the tax. And in this sort of case, I, would, I don't see it particularly. I mean, you can make the argument of, I want to give straight to the charity and not uh, to the government where the money, might not go back to the people in its full extent, that's a fair point, but someone giving ten thousand for charity without that having the tax factor in it, I would say is even more noble, and so um you kind of remove that as a possibility to an extent if you start regulating this particularly heavy
2: yeah. I agree with you. Okay, and then the next one we do have on the list is protectionism is sometimes necessary in trade. I'm not
1: very well versed in the term protectionism and what it means in in uh, in ec- economics and in the whole trade things. But so I would imagine it is some sort of a law which kinda prevents something bad happening in the trade. Let's say it's it kinda somehow makes scams and
0: Okay, let, let, let me just cut you off right there before we go like before you basically dig yourself a hole any further. Um, one example I can give you of protectionism that we have mentioned was, I think we spoke about protectionism um, in Italy, some uh, like 20th century Italy, I'm pretty sure we were talking about. So basically, um, a version of this, which I can give you, is, let's say, um, making sure whatever, let's say, the tomatoes we produce in the country we're protecting the local production, and in a way, maybe restricting uh, foreign companies to bring tomatoes to our market in order to help the farmers and and companies that deal with this in our country. That would be one sort of protectionism example. Uh Aha.
2: Well, it is
1: certainly something which would be nice to have, especially in our country, Bulgaria, but to stimulate local businesses. And also we have great nature, but I, as far as the necessary part comes, I do not think it is necessary. I think, especially in our society is pretty global nowadays so that is kind of out of the picture already so i do not think it is necessary so i would go with the disagree option here
0: oh i would most definitely especially considering they're saying sometimes um something like this is gonna i i would say it's very necessary in some cases since uh first it would fight off uh because you were talking before in a you want it to be in a situation where if you made a new company uh uh, rivaling with apple you want some sort of protection there and protectionism here is exactly what is going to bring that and in a way uh it will fight it will fight uh international uh monopoly being and not necessarily only monopoly it might be five companies but um it would it would make it a lot easier at least on a local level to still be able to have that company of yours even if you don't get to the level of the big ones, you would not be um as easily uh, trampled by those companies is what I'm trying to kind of say so to me um there is protectionism, especially because they're saying is sometimes necessary I would have to take it from a logical perspective which sometimes would mean that there are cases that do exist where protectionism is necessary and i would say that that's most definitely the case and then i'll have to strongly agree with the statement
1: for the word sometimes yeah probably probably that changes my opinion also so i would go with the agree option however since at first i went with the disagree so it would be kind of lame to go with the strongly agree
0: i see what you mean well i guess i mean that would have been probably the first one as far away from each other um because normally if, i don't think we've gone anywhere further than like one apart if we were taking like spatially so we didn't have to we haven't had much of a again we started with a bit of an idea we might actually Argue a bit on here, and there has been a little bit of that case, but again, nothing, nothing to maybe. Then I'm pretty sure there's some up some coming up, which might be a bit more, um, kind of hot topic sort of questions after we finish this financial and environmental regulation Absolutely. section. Absolutely, um,
1: if the next one is one of these. The only social responsibility of a company should be to deliver a profit to its shareholder shareholders.
0: I don't think we're getting one of the controversial ones um until we finish this page though. This would be I'm pretty sure this page in general is concentrated more on finance. As is the case with the one you just read out.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I, I would I mean you can go on.
1: I would go with the social responsibility. Oh it's kind of tough it's I would go either with the agree or strongly agree option but in terms of social responsibility I think that you should also kind of make sure your workers are okay I mean maybe not in perfect condition at all maybe but not exactly slaves because that would also... I mean it's kinda it's kinda it's kind of funny because if you do not protect your workers, then in the long term I think that will make your profit that will worsen your profit it would make your company a lot less profitable, and also the shareholders will i don't think they would stick around for much longer so but That kind of already implies the vision of long profit, of profit to take care of your workers, but I do not know if that's really meant in the question, so I would go only with the agree option.
0: Well, I can say that the first thing that popped up in my mind when I read the question was worker rights and all that kind of stuff. So. And the second thing was the fact that only was in the question again. Maybe, maybe I'm looking at it a bit too linguistically, but I guess it comes with the territory. Um, it seems to like the question seems a bit. Um, uh, how can I put it? Um,
2: it's pushing in a certain direction. It's just trying to be. Um, I would say it's probably influenced
0: by a left versus right American sort of political
2: view viewed. because I, yeah, I mean I, yeah, it's just
0: if you're weighing up whether, again, it should be about profit or uh, customer service, let's say, and just the product basically and all that kind of stuff, that's one question, but then just to say that the only responsibility is profit considering you do have people that work in the company would definitely make the statement a untrue for one as far as i'm concerned so i would um and the fact that you also pointed that out i would say well considering you yourself pointed a different social responsibility that a company has doesn't that make the statement incorrect then? Or not incorrect, basically, one that you disagree with?
1: No, no, not exactly, because I think that if you deliver profit to your shareholders, if you neglect your workers, customer service and so on, your company will start to degrade over time and this profit will cease to exist. So if you really care about the profit, you will make sh-
2: you will. You will naturally make sure that all these things are in place i do I do understand the point, but so you're
0: basically saying, well, technically, it's not a responsibility, but you better do it if you want to get anywhere
2: yeah, I see well, probably. Something like, um, because you said they shouldn't be slaves, at least,
0: that's, uh, if I I need to get, like, if I am to get very nitpicky with the situation, I would say, okay, then what you said was, you have the responsibility to at least provide enough so that the conditions would not be slave-like. And I would use this is proof of a further social responsibility but i would see how also that wouldn't change your mind since i am i am fishing for a very tiny
2: language specifics there as well yeah it's not changing changing my mind at all well well um okay let's, let's move on to the next so one which one are you choosing choosing here
0: I I actually went, uh, we strongly disagree. Woo. Yeah, this is the first two degree of separation example we've had. And I don't necessarily, it's basically, well, I don't see any way to justify the statement as true. Like, I can't really, because again, it's only responsibility. Or it just isn't. So if I see it as a factual statement and not as an opinion that it isn't, then
2: I can't really put anything but strongly disagree. But then, uh, yeah, anyway, um, let's get. How many do we have? We have another four, right? Yeah. Okay. do you think that the rich are too highly taxed? Well, I don't really know
1: the tax rate in each country. I for sure know that in some countries uh, there is a very low tax rate. For example, in Monaco, I think it's 0% even. Or So that's why a lot of rich guys hang out there. But in, I've certainly heard that in some countries the taxes are kind of chained to your salary and income for example if you earn let's say above a hundred thousand dollars then your tax goes from let's say 10 percent to 15 percent or something like that uh i'm not sure in which countries but i'm sure there are some in which this is the case so that would mean that i disagree with that statement
0: well, well that is the case for like a lot and um America as well and um the UK and all that and um one thing to know though is uh, the way that normally applies is that whenever let's say you go above a certain threshold which would put you in a different tax bracket um you on let's say for the 40,000 a year you were making you were paying Uh, You're giving back 20%
2: tax. And now you start making 45. You would still be taxed 10 or
0: the 20% on the 40,000. And then you'll be taxed 25% on the 6,000 or however, whatever numbers I said. You basically get the higher tax only on all the income above. The previous threshold,
1: uh-huh. so you kind of pay a little bit less, but also you st- you still pay more if you know what I mean. So that doesn't really change your mind.
0: I don't know. I'm just, I was just kind of explaining that way of uh, the way tax works, and then yeah, you can have the other way where it is the same. um Which pr- I I actually don't know. Uh, just on top of, on top of my out of the law. And I don't know how to speak English, evidently. Um, I can't really think of any countries on top of my head about, like, which would have this. I, I know that, well, of course, if you have, like, a tax free zone, that would mean zero for everyone. So this would be an example. But then I assume, again, we whoever made this is concentrating very much so on American politics but then it's very hard to say stuff there since like it is kind of judged by state different states have different uh, tax percentages since that's a federal government sort of situation um, and if
2: we're talking So, yeah, it's very hard for me to answer this, since it really depends on what are you talking about. Um, They're too highly taxed. Um, Yeah, I I have absolutely no idea how to answer this. Are too high... um, Well... Okay, let's say a lot of... I would have to go, I would try to go by a
0: very weird example, which kind of doesn't have anything to do with the discussion. Um, okay, in a lot of the cases, the tax money goes to governments and allegedly a lot of that money is not spent necessarily in the way it should be. Or in some cases the
2: way it's said to be. So in that sort of case, I would say we can
0: have less taxes going into a country and achieve the same thing. And that would mean that the rich and the poor, including like all tax brackets basically, pay
2: too high a tax. And so I would then go for agree. I don't know, it was a bit of a long winded
0: explanation. I don't even know if you knew what I got at.
2: I also go with the degree option. I,
1: I, I misread the question. So, I mean, I basically, I mean, you heard my explanation. So I also go with the degree option and kind of made a mistake here.
2: Sure. Okay. You can number three, four.
1: Those with the ability to pay should have access to higher standards of medical care. Well, that's kind of... That's kind of controversial, but I would probably go with the agree option because if we, if you can pay, say, a hundred thousand dollars or whatever to get the best surgery possible if you have some sort of an injury, you you go to the best doctor available. Who has those higher attack those higher price rates because he only serves the richest people and he can afford to raise his prices that high and people can afford to pay him and why he's able to do do so is because he's the best doctor so i think i think that seems very reasonable to me and i would go with the green option beca- because yeah, if, if I'm a millionaire and I get some injury, I would want the best person in the world to fix me and I would be willing to pay the price. And I'm not saying that we should have... I, I do not advocate for low standards of medical care at all. I mean, I would love it, love it if each doctor is very capable and able to fix everything, even the lower paid one, the lower paid ones so to say but i definitely think that if you're able to pay you should be able to get the best service
2: possible
0: okay then um let me ask you what do you think then of countries where um there is universally free healthcare provided to anyone do you think that that's a bad thing
1: no no i don't i think it's a very good thing actually but I'm just saying that uh, the high, the, the higher. I'm basically saying that it would be good, and this free healthcare is to a certain standard, which I hope is high. I'm only saying that the richer ones should. It's ok, very, very much okay, to have an even higher standard of medical care.
0: But if so, what you're saying is in that situation you believe maybe there would be like a private clinic somewhere which would have higher standards
2: and in that sort of way yeah exactly that's what i meant um i mean
0: i I would i i would have to disagree on the fact that considering the question is um should have access to higher standards I don't think anyone really should have access to higher standards. I think it's sort of the government's responsibility to make sure the standards are high overall and it needs to protect the citizens and provide healthcare in general. And I, yeah, in this sort of sense, like, Sure, like I'm not against privately owned um, clinics or anything like this, and uh, not working for the government. But
2: I, I think if all the private institutions are providing healthcare of a
0: lot better, like a lot higher standard than what you can get when it comes to free healthcare, then there's something fundamentally wrong with the way it's implemented and what has been being done in the country as far as healthcare is concerned and so if it, basically my argument seems to be well if that's the case there's something wrong then that would mean that in the current situation this statement I'll have to disagree with and Actually, I would say strongly disagree, again, since I I basically denounce the question of meaning, in a sense.
2: Yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, uh, in my
1: explanation, I also kind of tried to make the same point as you, that the standards of the free
2: healthcare should also be high. Okay, the next one. Governments should penalize businesses
1: that mislead the public. Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that statement. I think that if you mislead the public in... I mean, there are always ways to kind of get around the law with the misleading thing. And if you're that dumb to not make sure your business does it and you actually uh mislead the public according to the law. I think it's your fault, and I think you also do do bad to the people. so
2: I actually strongly agree with the statement what what do you personally
0: understand when you're when they are saying mislead
2: the public? well let's go with the
1: uh toothpaste example nine out of nine out of ten dentists recommend this toothpaste and they like asked only 10 dentists from their own some specialized clinic which only has 10 de- dentists and did not ask like a million dentists or so and that is very misleading because you can always make make some statistic up which sets the data in a way you benefit from it.
0: But wouldn't that be a case of trade like a lie and not? Because that's what that's what I was thinking is, as far as misleading is concerned, uh, again, let me put it in a way that would be, I guess, more present to us. Okay, misleading, I think, would be something like clickbait let's say, where you're not lying, but you're dressing it up in a way to make someone think something else?
1: Yeah, exactly. But in my example, I also, there also wasn't a lie. Nine out of ten dentists did recommend this toothpaste, but I'm not saying which ten and which nine. I'm not specifying anything more. So technically, it's not a
2: lie, but it's misleading. So, do you think someone should punish a
0: toothpaste company for saying nine out of ten dentists recommend this?
1: No, no, no. I'm just kind of pointing it out as an as an example of uh, of surrounding the law because uh, I probably I think that ah uh maybe maybe I, I got the question wrong. I'm basically saying that if there is some sort of a definition of, of a misleading in the law book, uh, this is my example kind of kind of surpasses it and goes around it and will not be punished. But I think that if you mislead people and it is in it is in a way which is in that law book.
0: No, I the mean, thing is, you're the one creating the law book, though. Yeah. So we're not. What what you're saying is basically, if you say that the toothpaste commercial is a situation where there that's a misleading commercial, would you, let's say, as a governing body, punish that company?
1: Oh no, absolutely not. If, if the either if people were dumb enough to fall for it, I think there is absolutely no, nothing to punish the company for. for.
0: So how, how did you decide to answer strongly? <laughs> well,
1: I thought that there are already some laws and stuff like that. So I'm basic, I was basically thinking from the point that it is so easy, so easy to mislead the public. I mean, I, as I gave you the example with the toothpaste, that if you somehow do not manage to do it in a lawful way and somehow break the law, I think as a company, you're so dumb that you should be penalized just for that. And he also mislead the public.
0: <laughs> well, okay, you're punishing them for something. I, I don't think you would be able to justify that in court, being like, well, they they were so dumb, like I did not like the way they did it, um, and so I should punish them. You might get sued, most definitely. But it's, it's basically what I'm saying is it's a very good thing that you are not part of a governing body.
2: <laughs> but then, okay. So, um, I think
0: we might have to do this last one of this page and actually finish for today. Um, yeah, we will be more than
1: forty minutes in, I think.
0: So yeah, it would be definitely a good, e- considering we have another four, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So let's see. Let's see what we we are posed with for the last conversation of the day. A genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator
2: multinationals to create monopolies. Well, interestingly enough, I think we we did cover this already since
0: it's a combination of two of the questions we had already. A genuine free market would require restrictions. Um, this goes to my type the, my second type of freedom, which I pointed out, and then um, in order to
2: and then basically you have protectionism, where the multinational monopolies um uh, so then, well, that's very good again, well. Genuine free market would result
0: in whatever happens, happens. If you, because when you say genuinely, like it's very hard for me to
2: separate full-on freedom from anarchy. And then in the case of full-on freedom, if it is to happen that, like
0: to restrict an ability. If there is full-on freedom, there shouldn't be any rest- like ability restricted, basically. So, like those two things oppose each other: full freedom and restriction. So,
2: then a genuine free market requires. Rest- I g- I think where the restrictions should come in is maybe
0: once multinationals like create. Those monopolies, maybe then, like we were talking about the protectionism, uh, you can help small businesses and stuff like this in um but then I don't think you should be from the beginning restricting the possibility of that existence, and so I would say a genuine free market does not require ability these restrictions.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would go with the same answer. We kind of already discussed it, so I would disagree also.
0: Um, can I ask you, though, why would you choose disagree over strongly disagree? Because I am kind of in between the two.
1: Because also the protectionism thing you, you, you said. It, so you it... say,
0: if, even though it might not require it as far as the ability, it would require it eventually, sort
2: of thing.
1: yeah, yeah with the Apple example, the big company, which kind of dominates everything in the
2: end. I see Um, okay, so I see what you mean. I do, okay, yeah. Well, let's see, let let's just have a like like a
0: little look to see what sort of thing we have uh, to discuss next time round. Again, oh, that one seems. About as long one as about as long as the second page was. Um, oh, and we will be starting right off with abortion. Um, that, okay. Uh, I did tell you that it would get more controversial as we go.
1: Great time to abort this episode.
2: Uh, I, I I see what you did there. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Mm. You killed me. Um, no, <clears throat> anyway, um,
0: well, it's a very good cliffhanger to leave it on, isn't it? So we'll have a nice and interesting conversation to be expected from our next
2: pod. Um we were planning to head back to our normal schedule, but then, I guess we would finish
0: this in consecutive episodes, I assume. so, um, yeah, just. Um, a nice, interesting conversations today. Um we don't get to discuss finance and economy to this extent, like never, basically. So I did find it interesting. I hope it was also like something like I hope you learned something as well,
1: at least what protectionism is
0: <laughs> i I do distinctly remember. Uh, a teacher teaching you this term in history class. So <laughs> um well I I guess I'm I'm doing their work, I'm furthering their d so they can be proud of me for that at least.
1: Hope she's listening and follows us on Spotify.
0: Well you can you can you can text her and maybe repent for your sins in front of her in a sense. OK, let, let's stop babbling on. Um, OK, yeah, so uh, um, thank you very much for listening another episode of the podcast. Um, and uh, we are hoping that you join us for the continuation of this test and um, get, be able to see, us, as where we, we uh, where maybe the results at the end. Uh, consi- considering we're going for a f- like a series in this sense, we would i wasn't thinking that we would but we would most likely discuss the results we get at the end and i know you get a comparison to some other politicians and stuff like this so maybe that will open up like a bit of a fun conversation to be had as well
2: but yeah anyway uh this has been val this has been sashko and see you for the next one